What is going on, everyone? Welcome to episode six of Two Minute Warning. Um, we have an unusual episode for you guys today. As you can see, or can't you can't see. see. You cannot. You cannot see our faces right now. This is going to be an audio only episode. What um, does that mean, Theo? Uh, um, I don't know, Tommy. Uh, I think it means that you can only hear us and not see us. Wow. So pretty much this whole episode, we're just going to be. In your ears, not your eyes. Yeah. And you will, sucks. You, you will you, only you, be able to use one of those senses. You're missing out on all of this. And you can't even see what I'm pointing at. It's my face and Tommy's because you can't see. You can't see your face. <laughs> you can't um, see it. But yeah, so this is this. You're probably listening on Spotify. Maybe on YouTube. Maybe we decided to put it up on YouTube. But We'll put a picture of both of our faces just so <laughs> you can still see it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, thanks for coming. Um, what am I, what am I saying? And in, enjoy our episode. Enjoy our episode. All right. So welcome to episode six of Two Minute Warning with Tommy and Theo. Um, so guys, we have a great slate of topics for you guys today as we're, the NFL season is fully underway. I mean, our last episode, it was like our NFL preview show. We were talking about our predictions for each team, a lot of those we got wrong over the first three weeks. I think we did get some of them right. So some, of, some of them right. We got to give credit for some of them. But others we were <laughs> very, very <laughs> then wrong. Then we also have to like pull away from uh, maybe like our <laughs> like Super Bowl predictions or something like that. I, don't know. I might need to pull yeah, away a little bit. Just a bit. little bit. But yeah, um, let's get right into it. Uh, so as of right now, as when this is filmed and when this is recorded, uh, NFL Week 3 has just finished, so we're going to talk about everything that has happened since. So, mm-hmm. our first topic, Tommy. Um, week 3 had a lot of exciting games. I'm pretty sure out of, out of all the weeks, this has been the most exciting one so far. You think so? I would have to agree with you. A yeah. lot of good matchups, I think, compared to the earlier weeks. Yeah. And just... Good football. I mean, a lot of close finishes, a lot of game-winning field goals at the end. Yeah, I know you're gonna that's allude true. to that a little bit. And that's like a, that's our first topic right now. I mean, uh, like I said, there were a lot of great games, but two games that did come down to like a winning field goal, and I uh, that's gonna be the Green Bay Packers versus the San Francisco 49ers on Sunday Night Football, and the Detroit Lions and the Baltimore Ravens, which wasn't seen by everyone that game, but I'm sure everyone has heard about what happened in the end with Justin Tucker's game-winning, record-breaking, 66-yard field field goal. So my question to you, Tommy, is which of those two games do you think was the better game? Ready? Two minutes starting now. Well, I think, again, I didn't watch the Lions-Ravens game in its entirety, but, I mean, 66 yards... Hitting the bottom of the yeah, post, the, the double doink, and bouncing the up, doink, and then it I went mean, in. I mean, he had, I mean, literally it was straight through to Justin Tucker's kick. It was unbelievable to be down and to basically have the guts to say, you know what, we're going to break the NFL record and win this football game with a field goal. That was impressive. insane. But, I mean, I got to go with Aaron Rodgers. I mean, 37 seconds left. I was like, I mean, maybe, but Aaron Rodgers, it was like, he easily got that drive to win that game against the 49ers. It was, yeah. like, really easy True. against the Niners defense that is supposed to be, like, really True. good. 
Um, I would have to agree with you on that, and for one particular reason, right? I'm a man of, of very, like, specific things, and um, so I, I look back at the last sequences of that Detroit and Baltimore game, and we're not giving Lamar enough credit for the 4th and 19 pass that he had to make to even get that shot in the first place. But um, I don't know if I can attach it here. It's probably, like, copyrighted, but there was zero seconds left on the play clock right the play right before the kick Mm -hmm. zero seconds left on the play clock for like three seconds it was like three seconds that this that the snapper was just holding the ball not snapping the ball so that should have been a delay of game wow and should have made that kick 71 yards instead of 66 right and you could have said like oh justin tucker would have made 71 but i mean (laughs) it did doink the field goal post so i mean that is questionable to me the refs missed it detroit got like stolen a game a stolen a win like you know it's mm-hmm. so that's that was that's something that's one reason why i chose the 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 niners uh packers game more but also the fact that like tommy said the the niners defense should have i mean should have had a challenge that, right like it was it was like three very easy easily completed passes yeah and to this to the person who we know is going to get the passes right yeah Everyone knew that it was going to go to Devontae Adams, and there was... It's like they weren't guarding him. There, was, there wasn't anything. <laughs> he was wide open the whole time. Yeah. So, I think that's... It, it was more... I, I'm not going to, like, take credit away from Aaron Rodgers and the magic that he did in 30, 37 seconds. 37 seconds. But also, like, come on, Niners D. Like, you got to do better than that. Yeah. All right. Um, Another two games that were really, really good to me was the Rams and the Bucks, which was America's Game of the Week on, on Fox, you know, very, yeah, very important Very game. big. And then the Chargers and the Chiefs. That wasn't America's Game, but it, was not. it should have been. It should have been. Right? It was incredible. So, as we both know now, both LA teams came away with the win. Beating two, beating both Super Bowl teams, by the way. They, they both beat the teams that went to the mm-hmm. Super Bowl, which is crazy, because, like, they were, like, literally after the Super Bowl last year, they were talking about how we might see these teams again next year. Yeah. And now it's not seeming like it after those two games right there. So that's another question, Tommy, which is which one of those L.A. teams had the better win, the Chargers or the Rams? Two minutes starting now. I think the team that had the better win was the Rams. The Rams absolutely dominated the Buccaneers. It was like the Rams just looked better and i remember last year the rams i believe beat the buccaneers i was it sunday night football or monday night football i, I remember that I, it, in tampa yeah. like they won and it was like also pretty convincing but jerry goff was their quarterback now yeah. it's matthew stafford and they look like a way better team the chargers game was really impressive for herbert to like outperform patrick mahomes but in a shootout scenario like mahomes loses a lot of shootouts and he wins them too yeah but that's how you compete with the Chiefs, mm-hmm. is if it's not about defense, but it's about like two offenses dueling, you'll have opportunities late. The craziest thing is, though, LA's hosting the Super Bowl this year. That's crazy. Yeah. And, I, and it seems like every game that I watch every Sunday is at SoFi Stadium. And Leading <laughs> up to the Super Bowl, every game that I'm going to see is going to be at SoFi Stadium. Yeah. Which is crazy. It's just like they keep showing that like Ram-looking stadium Every Sunday to me. Yeah. 
So, yeah. Um, my answer is the same. I would have to go with the Rams on that one just because they, I feel like they actually beat the Bucks. Yes. Right? And this isn't taking anything away from the Chargers and Justin Herbert. He did great. But I'm pretty sure the Chiefs lost that game more, more than the Chargers won it. Um, the Chiefs had a lot of errors. They had four turnovers, which is like, it's really not likely of you to see that from the Chiefs, right? No. Um, for the for the Rams game, it was it was like their offense versus the the Bucks defense collapse of like you know it was they made the Bucks defense collapse, yeah. and that's something that rarely like any team could ever do, right? Like the Bucks have a good defense, and that's mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that's what carried them to the Super Bowl last year, but. I mean, seeing that the Rams did that to that defense earned them that win, and I think that was the better win. Yeah, I totally agree. But Herbert was looking, like, really good. Oh, yeah. And, and let me, like, add to that. The Chargers should be 3-0. and Yes. That loss to the Chargers was, like, a bunch of, like, controversial penalties near the end of, like, illegal shifts. I, I saw, like, the last two minutes. It was crazy where it was, like, the Chargers should be 3-0. They should be with the Raiders and the Broncos, 3-0, undefeated, yeah. all of them, right? And we're going to talk more about yeah. the West divisions, about, yeah. too, so we'll get back to those teams. All right, moving on. What a weekend it was for rookie quarterbacks. Huh. It was pretty It was incredible. It was pretty rough. Yeah. Like, with we have Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, Mac Jones. I'm missing another one. Uh, I know there's Justin four Fields, of them. Mac Jones, Zach Wilson. Zach, of course. See, I don't even. He's not even relevant to me. Don't forget Trey Lance, though. Okay, but we, Trey can't, Lance, we he, can't even put Trey Lance in that conversation. But I'm pretty sure, like Trey Lance scored a touchdown. Yeah, he did. I think that was if you take every other quarterback, like that was the highlight of all the rookie quarterbacks. Yeah, right? and he played one snap yeah. and he scored a touchdown. That's crazy. So we're gonna we're gonna take two minutes, and I actually like looked a lot into this. So we're going to talk two minutes about into the rookie quarterbacks. And I'm going to let Tommy go first because I have okay. things to say about this. Go ahead. I'll go quick. Um, I mean, I think the Bears and Justin Fields, like, I, a lot of Bears fans are like, Justin Fields is going to be the savior. And he, it it was just bad. It was, it was bad for the Bears. I mean, not even getting 100 yards on offense in a game. And I don't know how many sacks it was. It was, like, it was like, I think he got sacked. Wait, no, it was, it was like nine times. It was bad. Yeah. It's a lot of sex. And, like, when you know it's bad in Chicago when they're thinking, like, we probably should have started Nick Foles. You know it's bad when, like, you Andy Dalton gets injured and you're like, mm, we should, I think yeah. Nick Foles is the next guy up. That's bad. I'll let you go next. That's the only so, thing. So, building on to that Chicago situation, I'm pretty sure that was, like, 25% Justin Fields' fault, 75% Matt Nagy's fault. Um, I didn't watch the game, but I saw all those sacks and just seeing that offensive line not even trying to protect Justin Fields is the fault of the coach. You can't blame anyone else there but the coach. And Justin Fields is known to be a mobile quarterback. He didn't. He, he barely got any yards. Why are yeah. you not using a mobile quarterback? That's like that's my question, right? Why if you have a mobile quarterback, why not drop some plays for him, right? Yeah. It's all with the coach. And I still I can't believe that Matt Nagy still like he didn't have a plan going into the season. He was like, "We're starting Andy Dalton." And I was like ranting about this one time and I was like, "Why are we starting Andy Dalton?" right? It was because he didn't know what to do with Justin Fields and this game proved 
that he still doesn't, right? So he's the one to blame for that. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, Urban Meyer, I just, I, I have nothing to say about the Jaguars just because they always do this, right? It's always like, we're going to, we have Trevor Lawrence now, <laughs> we have a new coach. I don't seem to care because nothing has happened, right? That's my yeah. two minutes, but we're going to build up on Sam Darnold. Like, wow, like, Sam Darnold. I mean, the Jets, they were like, yeah, we don't want you, Sam Darnold. They took Zach Wilson, and now yeah. they're kind of... And, and, they're now, still Zach, in and that now Zach rebuild. Wilson's collapsing. Yeah. Just, I mean, they're still in, like, that rebuild, but, I mean, Sam Darnold looks good on the yeah. Panthers. So we're going to talk about that in the next topic. But um, who was the last one? See, I'm just, like, forgetting Oh, Mac that. Jones. Yeah, Mac Jones. I think that he's still in a good system. I can't wait to see him duel it out with Tom Brady this Sunday. That's going to be this Sunday, But... Um, I think that it's too early to tell with Mac Jones. Yeah. Right? I think that he's, out of the four of these quarterbacks, see, I don't even want to talk about Zach Wilson just because he's clearly not doing well. No. And he's clearly with the Jets, and it's just like a bad situation. It's a bad, but yeah. Mac Jones has a promising future with his team. And I think that after week three, we can't, we can't judge any four of them, mm. but especially Mac Jones. I think Mac Jones will get better as time goes on and he gets more adjusted with, like, Bill Belichick and yeah. stuff like that. And the team around him is going to be good for a while. Yeah. So he'll he'll end up probably having more success early in his career than most of the other rookie quarterbacks just because of that. That is true. And now building up on the Sam Darnold topic, we're going to talk about the, the five remaining undefeated teams. So we have Sam Darnold's five. Panthers. We wow. have Derek Carr's... Raiders. Wow. Right? We have the Broncos. Another wow. Wow. And then the, the, the two who were like, okay, cool. They're undefeated. The Rams and the Cardinals. Yeah. Right? Like Cardinals that, are like a... Huh. Uh, <laughs> interesting. Right? But those... The, the first three that I mentioned, would you have thought that they were three... That they would be three now? And are the rest legit? Are they not legit? Are they going to have a winning season? Are they going to make the playoffs? Two minutes starting now. All right. I can't say any team like the. For, I'll make it quick for the Raiders and Broncos. I can't say that they're legit yet because they haven't played any team in their division until they play some divisional games. I can't say either one of them True. are legit because their division's really tough. Yeah. Um, for the Panthers, I actually think they look really good. Their defense is solid. Sam Darnold, and even though Christian McCaffrey got hurt, I still feel like that offense isn't gonna hinder too much. And, like, they'll still, like, produce. And I think in the NFC, it really is kind of a weaker conference than the AFC, I think, just in terms of, like, number of teams that are going to be competitive. So I could see them actually making the playoffs. And then for the Rams and the Cardinals, the Cardinals, too, I need to see them play some divisional games, but the Rams are legit. And they've proved it in their first three games. Yeah. They're legit. Um, Yeah, out of all five of those teams... I can only say that one of them is legit right now, and that's the Rams. And they've clearly proven it, right? They've they've played some tough games, and this last game probably was the toughest one, and they, they just came out of it. Yeah. Like, they were clearly the underdogs in that game, and they showed that they can do it. And so now I think that the 3-0 is very justified. And also, I they pro- they're probably going to make it NFC Championship, maybe the Super Bowl. Like, they're probably yeah. going to see each other again. That's mm-hmm. the thing. The Rams and the Bucks, they're going to see each other again. Like, that's my prediction. For sure. Um, the Raiders, <laughs> see, this is the thing. Um, I feel like they keep doing this thing where I keep I, I want to think that the Raiders are good. 
but really you like you you never stop questioning the Raiders and this is coming from like someone who lives in the Bay Area and who knew the Raiders mm-hmm. and yeah I have I really don't have much to say about the Raiders right now but good for them that they're three and zero. they've won two overtime games which are pretty crucial but yeah. you know two games which shouldn't have gone to, to overtime in the first place Right. That's true. Right. So that's that says something about that three now. That's like there's like a little asterisk there. Well, the, you know, they're in their mantra just win, baby. Like they're just gonna keep on winning right now. I guess. But I but I mean they the Raiders are very much equipped to do well in the division. The question is, will they? Yeah. Like they are built to actually win yeah. football games. Can they sustain that for a full season? They haven't yet under John Gruden. I mean that's and that'll be the test throughout throughout the season like can they actually compete with the Chiefs and the Chargers um the Panthers like like Tommy said the the McCaffrey injury could hurt them but I would like to see if they win this week right that's that's me saying you know what they can do without Christian McCaffrey. who they play that's a good question um I think they play well because we could say right now if they win they're legit they play the Cowboys so yes if they win they're legit I for sure I would say so yeah, I, I think that's a good game to, to watch for right there. I mean, or, or what's our next topic? Oh, I thought we were going to segue. You want to segue into the Cowboys? Yeah, we can segue into the Cowboys. So, Let's do that. So, but I'm going to finish up. We're going to talk about the Cardinals. I think Kyler Murray has always been that guy. Yes. He's always been that guy. He's and that dude. I think he's going to carry that team to, to an above 500 record. Um, but the Broncos, though, is what's interesting to me because Teddy Bridgewater was, like, never a guy that you would expect lead a team three and oh no right and i mean like no one saw the broncos come out of the gates like that but i think the broncos look like they have a pretty talented team i don't know like like tommy said we can't say until they've played division games but i don't know the broncos the the three teams that they played all have losing records they're, they are, have are, are and three I'm yeah all sure. of them are and three yeah so then that's like something where it's like the team looks legit but the teams they played don't look legit they look bad so i don't know if it's just like I don't know if it's just like the Broncos being frauds or they just haven't played a legit team. I, I think, think the defense that. is doing its job and but I think the confidence is going to carry on. Yeah, no, the 100%. Season. That's a big thing. Yeah. So, it just time will tell with Bronc- with all these teams, time will tell. All right, so we're going to segue from that that Panthers Cowboys matchup this week to talking about the Cowboys who just had a really good game against the Eagles on Monday Night Football. Huge um, win. Like I said earlier, I don't think the Cowboys should have been the Chargers so theoretically right now they would be one and two but yes. they are two and one so mm-hmm. and they have they almost beat the Buccaneers and open true the season, no see right? that that was another important game that's right that I want to talk about just because the Cowboys have looked very good yes better than last season of course but yeah two minutes on are the Cowboys legit go ahead i the star power is there in Dallas. Yeah. The offense, like last year, like before Dak got hurt, that offense was looking incredible. And, I mean, it still looks like that this year. Ezekiel Elliott, I think, is going to have more he's of a resurgence. Get he's getting he's it back. Get Amari Cooper, I mean, he's kind of off and on, but like when he's on, he is mm-hmm. on. And CeeDee Lamb's looking like he could be that number one guy in yeah. Dallas. And Dak's playing like he might be in the running for MVP. Yeah. But I mean, he's definitely comeback player of the year. Oh, yeah. But MVP. But defensively, like, the teams, like, last year the defense couldn't do anything. 
this year the defense looks like they can actually do something. Mm-hmm. And that's really big, especially when you have a high-powered offense yeah. like that because you might give up 30 points a game, but if you can get that big stop like in the fourth quarter mm-hmm. or something like that, you can win football games. I like I want to build up on the defense aspect because like you know teams like the Browns with Miles Garrett and the Rams with Aaron Donald, the Cowboys are looking like that team with Micah Parsons, right? Mm-hmm. Micah Parsons will become that guy soon enough that people are like, you know what, I can't wait to watch the Cowboys just because you know, Micah Parsons, like, you know, that's like a thing yeah. where it's just like, if we're talking about your defense more than your offense and Dak is doing that well, like, you know, your team is destined for greatness. Oh, yeah. So in the question of legitness, I think they are like that, like they are a legit team. And I think that now I can definitely say in a crap show of a division, they're <laughs> definitely going to win the NFC East. It's just a question of can they make it far when they make it to the playoffs? I agree. Because. They have no competition in their division right now, and they're probably going to win every game against their That's, division yeah. unless the Washington football team can, like, figure their – if their defense can figure it out, like, they're a really solid yeah. team, but they haven't figured yeah. it out yet. And here's the thing about that Monday night game. I don't think Jalen Hurts played that awfully after the second half. Yes. And this was – and let me emphasize that, after the second half, because – you have to play well throughout the whole game. You can't just turn it on when you're down by, like, three touchdowns already, right? Mm -hmm. And that's something that Jalen Hurts needs to learn in this league where it's just, like, it's not college anymore where you can just, like, when when a team can just collapse. That's not going to happen. I think that Jalen Hurts is going to learn to become a better quarterback throughout the season. And I think the Eagles can dig out some wins from their division. Like, like I said, crap show of a division. So... We'll see. We'll we'll see where the Eagles go. They probably they probably won't win the division just because of the Cowboys. But I would like to see where that goes. They'll they'll be competitive this yeah. year, I think. Sorry, Eagles fans. I mean, it's, it's you get one well, Super I mean, Bowl. They, they're it. one and two, so they're, they're one and two. Th- that's better than I thought they'd be. True. So one and two is pretty solid. True. All right. Next question. We're gonna go to. So we were talking about the Rams. We were talking about the Cardinals. We were talking about the Chargers. The Chargers. I know the, where we're going to. The Raiders. The 49ers. Broncos. All of these teams. And we but where are they? even Theo? mentioned the Chiefs. Oh, we haven't. See, that's the thing, right? Like, into week three, the Chiefs are one and two, and they're, they're the last team in the AFC West. Yeah. Right? The Seahawks are also one and two, and they're the last team in the NFC West. So the two division winners are the worst teams. That's in crazy. Division. So these two divisions are looking very, very stacked into Week Three. And my question to you is, which division? Which division looks better right now? Two minutes starting okay. now. I think this is a tough question. I know because I want to say that the AFC West, because I mean, if the Chiefs are the worst team, like that means that they're really good. But, again, I feel like the Raiders and the Broncos, one of those teams, I can guarantee you, is going to be a pretender. I don't know which one yet, but one of those teams is. The Chargers are, I think, going to be like a legit contender throughout the season, and the Chiefs obviously will start winning more games because they've had a pretty tough first three games. I mean, go from the Browns to the Ravens to the Chargers. Like, they will have easier games, and they will get those wins that they need. But the NFC West, I think, is the tougher division. I mean, the Rams, the Cardinals, the 49ers, and the Seahawks. And it's and it really, even though the Rams have looked really good, and like I think they'll win the division, 
it's still not clear who is the best team. That's true. Like, and any one of those teams, and I think all four of those teams actually have a chance to make the playoffs. That's crazy. That would be incredible. We were, we were talking about this. The thing is, we were talking about this during our NFL preview show. We, we were, like, guaranteeing you that the NFC West was the best division in football. Yes. Right? And while that still looks valid, here come the AFC West with the Chiefs being in last place. It's just like, do we do we really think that the NFC West is still the best division in football? Not that it matters. It's just like, like these teams are going to play each other twice yes. throughout the season. And that's what's important because there's going to be teams that lose and there's going to be teams that keep winning, right? Mm-hmm. So with the Raiders' mentality of just win, baby, and they just haven't win. even played any division division games yet, it's just like, I really want to see those division games just to see if the Raiders actually have what it takes, right? Yeah. The 49ers, right? Like the four, like if if you're losing like that to Green Bay, where it's just like you should have you should have won that game. Your defense lost you the game. Gotta admit, right? But I feel like they still haven't had the whole Jimmy G Trey Lance thing like figured out, right? Yeah. So it's it's early into the season, but like I said, like once we see these division games come into play. I think the Seahawks will come out of that one and two. I, I feel like this is the last time we're going to see the Seahawks have a losing record in the season. Okay. I, like, I feel like they're going to lose, yes, but this is the last time we're going to see them have a losing record. Um, I, and then I'm sorry, Raiders fans, but it's just like your 3-0 doesn't mean that much to me right now. It doesn't mean anything So, to, to me, me right now, I still think the NFC West is the better division just because, like, I know that Patrick Mahomes will come out and the Chiefs will probably – rise up to the division again yeah which i also talked about in the NF- nfl preview show i said the chargers are going to give the chiefs a run for their money and i called it and yeah. i and i was like this is going to happen and now the chargers beat the chiefs right and That's... i was like i said they're going to take one of those two games they can take both games now like not like from what i've seen they probably can yeah so i mean it's i will say a couple things number one i predicted that the seahawks would be the worst team in the nfc west you did and I, so far, I'm you right, do. and yeah. I do like that I'm right about that so far. But I will say, will three Western division teams? There are three matchups. There's Cardinals, Rams next week, Chargers, Raiders, that and Forty Niners, Seahawks. Like we that are Chargers getting... Raiders game for Monday Night Football. I can't wait for Ooh, that. Game. That's gonna be a good. I game. cannot wait for. It's that gonna game. be a good offensive game right there. Yeah, this, just because like. If the Raiders show that they can beat the Chargers and go four and zero undefeated, that's when I'm gonna be like, you know what? Maybe we'll maybe we'll throw the Raiders a little penny. You know, we're maybe gonna, we put them in the conversation. We'll, yeah, maybe just like a little bit. Because right now we're gonna move on to our next topic. Um, I was looking at the NFL power rankings earlier, and they still mm-hmm. have the Chiefs at number four, huh? And the or number five, okay. and the Raiders were like number eight, number nine. Yeah. Right. So then now we're gonna talk about. Who are top five is just 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 top five overall. Okay, okay. we're gonna do two minutes. You're gonna explain to me why you think. Why do you think the Chiefs are number four in the NFL's rankings, and why aren't they in yours? Like you know, it's like that's the type of thing. So well, maybe they are in mine. Maybe they are in yours. Uh, I'm gonna give. I don't know what I'm All gonna right, do. So I don't gonna, even know what my teams we're are yet. Two minutes, starting now. Just, so who's your number five? Who's like the? Th- okay, I gotta think. Okay, boom, two. I would say my number five team right now would be. Uh, I want to put the Chiefs on my list, but I'm not. I'm gonna. 
put I'll put the Chiefs at five. Okay. I'll put the Chiefs at five. I will put the only because they are three and zero. I'm gonna put the Cardinals at four, only because they're three and zero. I think that's okay. you gotta respect okay. that. I will put it three for now. The Browns. Okay. Two will be the Buccaneers, and one will be the Rams. Okay. That would be my five. Okay. So. So my list is completely different. Maybe maybe we can agree with the Rams number one. Yeah. But I won't have the Chiefs on my top five. Okay, that's fair. Just because they've lost two games that they probably shouldn't have lost. Yes. Right? So we're going to put the Chiefs maybe like six, seven. But we're going to go okay. number five, we'll put the Cardinals, right? Okay. We'll, we'll put the Cardinals yeah, just because Kyler Murray looks legit this season. And, yeah, and I have him as my fantasy quarterback, so can't like not root for the guy. Um. And then we're going to do number four, the Browns. Oh, okay. Number four, the Browns. We're going to do number three, the I'm Bills. Okay. Because the Bills with that one loss in week one, they did not look like themselves, right? Mm-hmm. Like, if we're talking after week one, I would have had the Bills, like, way lower just because, like, what are the Bills doing? But over, the, like, the past two wins in the past two weeks, I'm like, I'm like, you know what? The Bills are back. Yeah. Okay? So we'll put the Bills in three. And, yeah, we'll agree Bucks two. Rams won. And it's just like crazy just because the Rams just beat the Bucks, And I can still put them in number two, which sucks for me to say because I'm like, why why am I rooting for Tom Brady? Why am I like, you know, it's just You're not. You're you're speaking facts. It's it's true. So, but yeah, so I still have based on those rankings, I have the Bills as the best team in the AFC right now. Even though they do have that one loss and we have teams like the Raiders and the Broncos being undefeated. But they're the only teams in the AFC that are undefeated. So. That's what I'm saying. So yeah. I don't think any of those two teams are better than the Bills. Nope. So, like I said, Bills, number one. That's fair. Number, I meant number three, but number one in the AFC. So, yeah. I'd say that's a fair list. Yeah. I think, and the Chiefs, like, and the Ravens we can talk about too, yeah. and the Packers, they're like teeter-tottering yeah. there. I think, I think the Packers are up there. I probably like they're probably six to me, and then the Chiefs seven. Yeah. But just this is because I I didn't put the Packers in my top five just because of the fact that that week one loss against the Saints was brutal. It it that's why I didn't have it was my two. It was just it, was it a looked brutal, super bad. It was a brutal loss where Packers fans probably want to forget about that. Yeah. Right? And people already probably have just because Aaron Rodgers has put up two good games against the Lions and the Niners, where it's just like. You know what the Packers are back, but me I can't I can't because I watched that game and I'm like the Packers don't look good no. right now. But after three weeks, we'll put them in number six. Yes. Right? We'll put them yeah. in number six. And that's a good segue to our last NFL topic for the day, which is I'm really excited to hear Tommy's part about this <laughs> because the Saints bet beat beat the Packers week one, which in a yes. very blowout fashion actually. They did. The Packers only scored three points. They yeah, held the Packers at three points, which is was, crazy. Yeah. And then the Saints, week two, gets beaten by the Panthers like they didn't just do that to the Packers a week ago, yeah. which had me confused. And then now they beat the Patriots, right? So the, mm-hmm. the, the Saints are 2-1. and one. I don't think I would have expected the Saints to go 2-1 and one this early just because they played the Packers, right? Yeah. And they played the Patriots, which I thought they were going to lose to, even though... Like I just I was just like the, Mac Jones has a promising future. Yes. He can definitely beat the Saints. Right? So 
my question to you, Tommy, is can the Saints actually make a playoff run? And you can hurt my feelings. It's good. Make We're gonna a, do... a playoff run or make, or make, the make the playoffs? How about that? Make the playoffs. I'm pretty sure. A, I run, pre- a run for the playoffs. I'm pretty All sure right. if we do look two back. Right now. I'm pretty sure I said the Saints would make the playoffs. I don't think you predicted that, but I did. No, I didn't. So know. I did predict that. Why would you predict that? I predicted it. (laughs) No, I predicted it because I felt like they had no competition in their division, and I was like, they're just going to get some easy wins, and they're going to have a good record. And then they lose to the Panthers. That great segue (laughs) into my talking point. I now think the Panthers have kind of taken that title that I had for the Saints, meaning like they would win those easy games and they would have a good record and make the playoffs. That now belongs to the Panthers. I think the Panthers defensively, they're like the Saints have a great defense. The Panthers have a really good defense. Offensively, see that's 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 where it's, it is. It's where it's like I yeah. mean, Jameis Winston, he's so like up like, and down. One, in one game, he's back to his twenty sixteen self. One game, he's back to like prime Drew Brees. I don't know. Yeah, it's just like, and but Sam Darnold is. Pretty consistently. You know what you're going to get out of Sam Darnold. And when Christian McCaffrey comes back healthy, like the entire offense, you know what you're going to get from the Panthers. And I think the Saints, because of the inconsistency, that's why I don't have them. That's why I have the Panthers higher than the Saints. I think the Panthers are going to make the playoffs because of that. Okay. I like that answer because, because, like, I have to be an honest Saints fan where I have to say that I still don't think the Saints are going to make the playoffs just because of the fact that defensively we look great. Like, the Saints look amazing on defense, right? Yes. But then offensively, they do not have it figured out. They do not have – like, their number one option is always going to be Alvin Kamara. And if you're using this man as a receiving back, cool, right? But if you're using him as a wide receiver half the time just because you can't find anyone else – Right? Like, they don't have Michael Thomas. They don't have Trey Smith. They don't have Emmanuel Sanders. Like, all those guys are not there to catch those passes. I don't even care if Jamie Winston does great or not. If you don't have any options on offense, then nothing's going to happen for your team. Yeah. Right? And it just looks like the Panthers, like you said, have a much better-looking offense than the Saints right now. So, maybe we're both wrong. I hope we're both wrong. Yeah, maybe, actually... the, maybe the Falcons just come out of nowhere. <laughs> I mean... Young Way Koo hit a game-winning field goal against the Giants. Yeah. I mean, so many game-winning field I goals. Know. That's another one, actually. <laughs> I forgot about that one. Young Way Koo is on my fantasy team. So that's crazy. That's cool. Um, but yeah, I don't think that. See, now that's like that's becoming a competitive division, which I think it's good. Yes. But it's just like I don't think the Saints can make it competitive. No. Like I can't wait to see that beatdown they take from the Bucks. Like I don't even know when they play, but I I I just know it's not gonna be good. But who knows? Maybe Jameis Winston just throws ten touchdown passes. That's true. I mean, like the Saints play, the Saints play the the Giants this week, right? So, so that then, should if that they should, win that, that game. Should be win- so I was talking about this. I was because like the Saints have like two games that they're gonna win before their bye week because it's against the Giants and then the football team and then bye week and, they and then they're gonna and lose and then they're gonna lose. See, they're gonna be four and one heading. Into their bye week. If they crazy. are, then we really got to think of if they're a playoff right. team or not. And then after their bye week comes in the Seahawks and then the Bucks. So that's like, you know. Iffy, yeah. That bye week will be very important, but I think that's two wins that they have to get against yes. the Giants and the football team. And if they get them, I mean, four and one, 
you really can't like i don't think i i feel like by that point like when it's like their bye week and they would be four and one everyone's still going to talk about the fact that they're not legit just because they played those teams yeah so but i mean hey four and one like that's still huge because you're going to see teams like the seahawks not going to have that many wins early so and if you take wins like that if you win the games you're supposed to and then you win those surprise games you're a playoff team it's like that that week one surprise win against the packers was already probably their biggest game of the year yeah unless they like beat the bucks on both games somehow like that's going to be the game like the year for the saints but that that week one against the packers i don't think you can beat that because after week one i saw so much buzz so much like or the Saints legit? Can James Winston <laughs> really do this? And then gets beat down by the Packers week two. Uh, the, the Panthers week two. So I'm yeah. just over here like, no. Like, I, I called this. Like, it's we, not. We need there. Yeah. Um, yeah. So right before we leave, then, like I said, that was the last NFL topic. I'm not I'm not even going to give Tommy two minutes for this, but I just want you to talk about the Washington football team. I, I will like, say. I'm not even going to say anything, but you can, you can, you can take I'll, your time. I'll say this. I'm I am sorry to the viewers of this podcast that I would say something as crazy as I did. I for those of you that don't know, last episode I predicted that the Washington football team would not only make the playoffs, win the division, but make it to the Super Bowl. <laughs> as soon as Ryan Fitzpatrick got hurt, those dreams faded away. Yeah, don't sleep and, on t- don't sleep on Heineken. No, I'm not sleeping on him, but, like, it's just, it's, no, because Taylor Heineke's been playing well, but yeah. the defense has been playing No, and that's horrid. And that's what you're like, wait, the, the, the football team's defense is what they were counting on. Yes, that's why I was saying the defense was good, and I thought Fitzpatrick would help the offense to just, to win games. But Heineke's trying, is doing what he needs to, but the defense can't do anything. So, I apologize to the viewers. <laughs> I promise I will not make any wild and crazy predictions uh, hey, anymore. If you're here for wild and crazy predictions, you're at the right place. I know, that, that was wild. We're out here predicting really crazy things. At, at least the Browns still have a winning record, yeah. so I feel kind of good about my yeah. predictions. Cool. That was it. I mean, I also did have the Browns. I, I think I had the Browns and the Packers going to the Super Bowl, so... But that's, at least yours seems that's like... That's like looking intact, but you, like, you know. I mean, I said the football <laughs> team. I knew I was crazy when I said it, but... Yeah. Now it just looks yeah. horrible. Yeah. I'm sorry, guys. If you watch that video and you're like, "Yikes!" Yeah, I don't see at this point. It's just like, I don't, I don't know if the Rams and the Packers play the season. They probably do, huh? Because the Rams, the, the the Packers and the Niners played, which means like division. Yeah. Oh yeah. Then they, so yeah, yeah the, the Rams and the the Packers are gonna play the season. I can't wait for that game because whoever wins that game, I'm gonna be like that. They're coming out of the NFC, no question. Yeah. Yeah. So that's for me. Uh, yeah, that's that's it for the NFL today. We're going to have a lot more because it's a long season. It's only week three, and we're talking all about how the Panthers and the Raiders are 3-0, and and I'm just over here like, let's see the let's see the next episode, okay? Let's see where they are next <laughs> let's episode. See, let's, see, let's see where they are next episode. We're probably going to like come back to this, and we were like hating on the Raiders, and the Raiders are like 6-0, 7-0. Yeah, we're like, yeah, yeah so we were. Well, there's all the about team. bold predictions here at 2-Minute Warning. Yeah. Uh, all right, moving on to the MLB. As of today, we're going to go right right into this. As of, as of today, the Cardinals have won 17 straight games. 17, guys. Seven, 17. 17 straight games. And that's to just, like, close the gap between 
like the Phillies and the Braves and all the Padres are not eliminated. Just like to just be like, you know what? We don't want an NL wild card race. No. We want it to be a solid Dodgers Cardinals wild card game. Oh, guess what? They did clinch the second wild card. They are they in did. the playoffs. They, they are in the playoffs. Really, the, the they with the win. They are in the there playoffs. You go. See, just to they, let you know, it's like no one else. They're just like we're gonna close this. It's done. We're gonna either play the Giants or the Dodgers, and it's done. Right. So now we're gonna talk about the Cardinals, and we're also gonna talk about the, the potential of either the Giants or the Dodgers being beat by the Cardinals. I don't know. Two minutes, card, two minutes starting now. That's, that's it is that is a tough pill to swallow. This is why I think after this season, bold prediction time. After this season, the wild card game will be no more, and it it will be a wild card series yeah. because especially if, if the, the Cardinals, Cardinals beat the Dodgers or the Giants, like there are going to be riots because it's this not a Dodger Giant. And again, the Cardinals are being great, and I'm I'm sure that if they play in the divisional series, it'd be a great series, but. I think everyone in baseball wants to see Giants Dodgers in oh, the yeah. playoffs. And if we don't get that, like fans are going to riot, I think. Like just the fact that right now I'm looking at the wild card standings, the Dodgers have a 12 and a half game lead over the Cardinals for for the wild card, right? And yet the Cardinals like if they just win one game on the road, which is crazy, right? And then yeah. now and then like the Dodgers are fighting for that first for that first uh, West spot for a reason. Yes. Is because they don't want to play a one-game no. one playoff to maybe actually lose to the Cardinals, which is crazy to me. Yeah. Which is like, how? Like, how How does that happen where it's like a team goes on a run, right? And then there's, there's these two other teams who are, like, fighting for the top spot. And it's just like someone could lose their whole season. Yeah. Right? And right now I'm gonna look up who the who the Cardinals have left to play. So they have Milwaukee for two more games. They have Chicago. Oh. Right? So then right there, I'm like, they, they could finish this season. They could they could finish straight wins. Yeah. Which is that's like going into the wild card game next week. It's gonna be crazy to see a team that's very hot and a team who just lost their division. Yes. That's like, that's momentum right there. Because like any if the if let's say the Giants lose the division to the Dodgers and they're yeah. like they are gonna be really upset. And yeah, yeah. I I think the Cardinals are gonna win that Walker game. Whoever that's, they play, like it's that is crazy. Like, it would be a pretty easy prediction to say, yeah, the Cardinals are gonna win that game, and that's wow. insane. I can't. I I can't. Jeez. I, I, I have nothing against the Cardinals. But I'm pretty sure everyone wants to see Dodgers Giants. No, I... everyone does. But Adam and the fact is that the Cardinals have Adam Wainwright for that one wild card game. Yeah. And like again, the Giants and the Dodgers obviously have their aces too. But like Adam Wainwright, he's what playoff 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 legend. Adam Wainwright, thirty nine, forty years old. Is he forty? He might be. 40 he's, now. he's pretty old. He's thirty nine yeah. or forty. He's one of those ages. He's close to retirement, but he doesn't look like it. He's been pitched second he half of the crazy. season. He has been pitching amazing. So, yeah, I, the cart 17 wins is incredible. It's great. And no one's talking about it. I didn't know no until 15. No, I did not either. I was like, since when were they winning? Yeah. Like, I felt like the Yankees were just 13 games in a row. Like, that was, like, the longest streak this season. And we were talking about, wow, the Yankees are so good. They're yeah. going to be, like, yeah. a legit playoff team. Cardinals won 15 games. 
Oh yeah, by the way, the Cardinals yeah. are pretty good this year. I feel like yeah, that's that tells you a lot about how the mainstream media just covers the Yankees and the Red Sox more than any other team. Um, but yeah, talking about the Red Sox and the Yankees, <laughs> another good segue into our next topic, which it's looking like it's it's looking more and more like a Red Sox Yankees wild card game. Mm-hmm. That's that's what it is looking like, right? Yes. Maybe the Blue Jays, right? Maybe the Mariners. I don't know. Maybe. Um, but right now, maybe the Oakland Athletics. Right now, <laughs> right now it's the Yankees and the Red Sox. So, a week before the AL wild card game, which we should do an episode right before those two wild card games. That would be a good idea. Um, what what do we think of that matchup? Go ahead. Two minutes. Of the Yankees Red Sox, yeah. or just the wild just card the game? AL wild card, but. It's, it's a pretty interesting race because the Yankees are playing the Blue Jays right now. So the Blue Jays... How did they, like, plan this? I like, don't How know. did they plan that the Yankees play the, the the Blue Jays? Not a division... Like... Oh, actually, yes. They are in the division. Yeah, and, like, but, you know, and the Dodgers don't play the Giants. And they didn't play... Like, it was August, and that yeah. was the last time they yeah. played. I was come at on, one Come of those. on, MLB. Fix your schedule. Yeah, I was at one of those games, too. That's, that that would have been crazy, huh? It, they did. Yes. Lo- the Giants did lose the game oh. that I was there, yeah. but it was pretty fun. It was fun. It was fun atmosphere. Yeah. But yeah, I think that the Red Sox Yankees in a one game wild card, regardless of if it's in New York or in Boston, it's going to be a like a big talking point. Anytime the Yankees or the Red Sox play, like everyone's saying, oh the the rivalry, the big rivalry in sport, biggest rivalry in sports. Here it is, Yankees, Red Sox. So I think, but I do want to see teams like the Blue Jays or Mariners get their shot to like be in that big moment because the Blue Jays made the playoffs last year, but it was a weird year and they really weren't in the playoffs because they were the seventh seed or they were the eighth seed. They were the eighth seed. And then the Mariners haven't made the playoffs since 2001. So I, I as much as Red Sox-Yankees would be cool, I kind of do want to see a team like the Mariners or the Blue Jays get in and like have that new team that we haven't seen before. All right, so the Red Sox have lost four in a row. That... And the Yankees have won seven in a row. So the Yankees now wow. own sole possession two games ahead of the Red Sox for the first wildcard spot, meaning that the wildcard game is probably going to play in gonna be gonna be played in the Bronx, right? Probably. But Seattle and Toronto are only a game behind Boston for that second wildcard spot. So like you said, we would like to see that shot. We mean I everyone else probably in the country cares about that Yankees Red Sox rivalry. I personally don't. No. I would love to see a Blue Jays Yankees matchup or a Mariners Yankees matchup, right? But Mariners and Yankees have a pretty solid rivalry. Yeah. So then that's like that's something that you would like to see. So maybe the Red Sox just don't just don't make it to the playoffs. Don't win. You're just playing like, the Orioles. Just take a break. I mean, they have lost four straight. So maybe they are trying to tank. I think they are tanking. Maybe are, they, they are maybe trying they, to tank. Yeah, if you're they, losing to the Orioles, like, I don't know. Yeah, that's when it's bad. Um. All right, moving on. There's one team that I really just did not want to talk about in that AL wildcard race. For a reason, uh, because it's been quite the season for the Oakland A's, and we've talked about it a lot on this podcast. But like we've 
Every episode. Every episode. We've we've been team. like we've been like yeah like the A's bullpen struggles. The A's like you know moving to Vegas. The A's can't figure anything out. Like you know first yeah. half of the season looked great. Like yeah. we we were winning our division right. Yeah. And then everything went downhill. Very much so. so. And look at that. Just like we can't we can't even beat the Mariners. It's three one right now. It's crazy. All right, let's um, go Mariners. <laughs> So, Tommy, we're going to do two minutes, and I want mm-hmm. you to start this two minutes off with what you said to me earlier about the Mariners and the A's. Oh, what did I say? Yeah. So, we're going we're gonna to do two minutes, but we're going to do two minutes on the A's, but Tommy's going to start off with this proposition. We're going to do two minutes starting now. Oh. So, like, I'm talking to the A's right now on what they need to do? N- yes. Okay. Oakland A's. Hear me out. Our season this is, is coming from over. An A's fan. Bob, you, get, you can do... Bob Melvin... Listen to my words if you ever hear this. Get swept by the Mariners. Lose every game to the Mariners. Then sweep the Astros. If the Astros miss the playoffs and the Mariners win the division, I will say that the A's had a successful season. Interesting. So That's they- it. If, if they can figure it, they're not going to make the playoffs. I think this would be more meaningful than if the A's somehow made the playoffs. Would would you agree with that? If yeah, the Mariners no, won the division, one hundred percent, and the Astros, because yeah. like I'm not one to hate on the Mariners. Like, no, they are literally look like I get that like division rivalries are like like where you're like oh I hate the Astros I hate the Mariners. I I went to like two Angels games when I was down in SoCal and it was great. Like I was like you know what the Angels suck, but it's good to root for Shohei when yeah. he comes up to the plate and then all these nobodies behind him. Okay. So it's just like. <laughs> It's not bad to root for the Angels or the Mariners. It's just like, we don't want the Astros. We just don't so want the Astros. In, in that scenario, Bob, if you're listening, I mean... Bob. This is probably not going to happen. Listen. It's probably not going like, to happen where the, the, the Astros are going to lose out and the Mariners are going to win out. But it no, is no, a dream no. scenario. It so, is a dream scenario. It is a dream scenario. And like Tommy probably said, we could call the A's season successful if that does happen. If somehow the Astros miss the playoffs. Yeah, that is all I care about. Yeah, that's true. Then Carlos Correa can go sign whatever contract he wants with another team. I'd and then, love to see that. And then the Astros start just leaving. Collapse. Yeah, and then just, just everything collapse. changes, and the Astros dynasty is over. Yeah. That's all I care that's about. True. Um, but yeah, we have four seconds. I'm just gonna say that the A's season sucks <laughs> this year. I'm just gonna say that um, this is probably the most important off season for the A's. Like, mm-hmm. ever. Maybe ever. Not just because we're probably going to be rebuilding. Like, oh, half of these guys you're probably not going to see next season. Yes. But also because this is the season that the A's probably lose, like, 30, 40% of their fans. And it's, 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 because, it's because they're clearly showing that they don't want anything to do with the city of Oakland anymore. They raised yeah. the prices for their season tickets. Right, they they fired like half of their Coliseum staff. Like they, there's a lot of things that John Fisher, the owner of the A's, has been doing to show that we we're probably done with Oakland. We probably do not care about Oakland anymore. Right. Yeah. So it's just like, not only are we are we rebuilding our team, we're also just like rebuilding the entire organization from like the ground up. It's just like. Yes, bye it's, bye it's a huge rebuild yeah. off season. If it's nothing, gonna hurt. If, it's gonna hurt as yeah. an A's fan. 
But if nothing changes, then the I mean, I'll take that too. But it's not looking like it. No, it's not looking like it. So, but yeah, it's just it's it's depressing as an A's fan to to see all these things. But yeah. you know, what can you do about it? I mean, it just happens every year. But this year, it's earlier than usual. Yeah. Instead of the divisional round or the first round of the playoffs. It's before the playoffs. Yep. So thank you, A's, for thank making you. our lives thank a you, little A's. bit easier. True. All right. We're going to move on to our next topic. We're going to do two minutes. I'm just going to start the timer right now, starting now. So the Phillies, which I was talking a lot about in previous episodes, I was like, the Phillies are probably going to make a run for the playoffs, okay. right? There was a point where they were like a game and a half behind Atlanta. Oh. For the division. But uh-huh. now they've lost two straight, and Atlanta's won four straight. That's and I'm pretty good. sure, yeah, they're playing each other right now. Oh, that's, wow. And the Braves just beat the Phillies today. So, now the Phillies are three and a half games behind the Braves, which means that they're probably going to miss the playoffs. So, my question to you, Tommy, is do you think that with Bryce Harper's season, right, with, with the Phillies' season, do you think that they deserve... To not to not be in the playoffs. Yes, because the Braves had a lot of injuries this year and a lot of uncertainty. But I mean, the team like was resilient and they like won games. The Phillies really haven't. It was like it's it's always been like an uphill battle for the Phillies. I feel like yeah, they've and they've never seemed to get over the hump. They've always been like, hey, we're you know we're a good team, we're a competitive team, but they never get to the next level. Like no, we're a playoff. Or, no, we're, like, an actual contending team. Yeah. They've always been like that. No, we're really good. Watch out for us this year. Like, we're going to make a run for it. And they they try to, and then they never do. Yeah. So, I think that the Braves in the playoffs is, like, good baseball to watch. I yeah. think I think Ozzy Albies made the comment of they have the best infield in the game, which is, like, debatable because there's, like, the Dodgers, right? Dodgers, there's, yeah. there's, like, the Padres. Talk about the Giants. I mean... I feel bad because Brandon Belt just got injured. Oh yeah, he has his fractured thumb. But when he when he is healthy, you could say the Giants. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So the Braves probably do have one of the best infields, and that's very entertaining to watch. I just wish that like Ronald Acuna was there. I wish that like the Braves were like completely healthy to actually make a deep playoff run. But they're probably just gonna lose to the Dodgers or the Giants in the playoffs. So yeah, but with the Brewers too, like Brewers. Yeah, or the Brewers too. Yeah. Um, also, that is the two minutes on that. I do have an update for you. The Astros just beat the Rays. So, that, wait, what that means is so the, the Astros Mariners be- cannot lose a game and the Astros cannot win a game yeah, for the so rest the of the Astros season. The Astros' magic number is to one. win the division is one. Which is crazy because the Astros haven't even clinched a playoff spot yet. Nope. They have not. And if they do fall out of the division, they're probably going to be out of the wild card, like Tommy said. So. Magic, but the magic number right now is one. Yeah. The Rays, we need the Rays to do their job, and then the A's. Come on, Rays. Come Crazy. on, Rays. Come on. Even though you've already clinched everything, Come Tampa, on, just just win. Just like, yeah. And then the A's can do their job, and then the Astros miss the playoffs. Come on, you guys. All right, moving on to the next topic, we're going to talk about the Padres, which has been like kind of a rough season for Padres fans because it was projected that they were going to be a a winning team, like mm-hmm. a really good team this season. Yeah. So two minutes, Tommy. What happened to the Padres? They collapsed. But more importantly, they 
I mean, it, they just didn't want it. Like, it just... In the offseason, they made so many moves that you were like, okay, the Padres are legit. And it and everyone thought the, N- the NL West matchup was going to be Padres-Dodgers. Who was going to win the division? And throughout the season... That was the case, and the Giants were always were always in the discussion. You're like, no, the Giants are pretenders; they're not really that good. And then, as the season went on, and I think by August, it was like, no, the Giants are legit, the Dodgers are legit, and the Padres are the pretenders. And what? And I mean, Blake Snell did not pitch well this year. You Darvish had a terrible finish to his season. So, like all those acquisitions that they had. And everyone was like, oh, this is going to make them the best team. They didn't work out. And the end of the season, they just collapsed. And that's a reason why they're not in the playoffs right now. I just think that, like you said, the Padres didn't want it hard enough. No. Right? It's just like, you lose these games to the Giants and the Dodgers. And you're like, you know what? It's because the Dodgers and the Giants are good teams. But I've seen them lose games that they shouldn't have lost. Where it's just like, do you really want to be a playoff team? Yeah. At that point, I was just, like, questioning, like, during the offseason, everyone was like, you know what, the Padres are going to win this many games. And I'm like, you know what, I believe it. Mm-hmm. Just because of the talent of their roster, like, I'm like, you know what, I believe it. I don't know much about the Padres, but I believe it, right? But then seeing them lose these, like, important games, it's just like, they don't, they, they didn't even deserve to be in that wild card race. Right, like we, everyone was like hyping it up. Everyone was like, "Oh, the Padres! Like, it's gonna be Padres Dodgers in the wild card." And near the end, near the end, where they needed to start winning, they didn't. Yeah. So that's what sucks as Padres fans. For any Padres fans out there, it's just like, like you, like you have a team that didn't look like they wanted that, no. that spot. And I hope that they fix that over the offseason, because I really want the Padres to do well. It's just like, how can you read against the Padres? I mean, well, Manny Machado. Yeah, that's it for that's me. It. I mean, if Manny Machado wasn't on that team, yeah. it would be really hard True. not to root for him. All right, and then now we're going to move on to our final MLB topic of the day, which is the award races, right? Oh, that's so right, yeah. There's, there's MVP and Cy Young, which that's what we're going to talk about, but there's others. But right now, we're going to talk about the AL and NL MVP, and then the AL and the NL Cy Young and our predictions. So, go ahead. Two minutes starting now. It just, like, it doesn't look like, it doesn't look like a a solid thing, except for Shohei Otani. Anything else? But you can argue Vladdy is in that, but, (laughs) and Mike Trout made the point, like, Shohei and yeah, Vladdy, like, they have the offense. They're pretty similar on offense, but Shohei's 9-2 and, and, and has an ERA of, I think, is he under 3 or is like he's right at 3? Yeah. Like he's pitching as, and he's hitting like Vladdy. Yeah. So Shohei's obviously the AL MVP. Which sucks for Vladdy because he can't pitch. He's about to, <laughs> he might win the triple crown. Like it sucks that, yeah. like, it sucks that Vladimir Guerrero just can't, like, he, he can't compete with Shohei because he can't pitch. Because he can't pitch. Because he can't pitch. And with that logic, Shohei is going to win the MVP every, every year. year. <laughs> every year. Continues. It's like a thing now. Yeah. So, yeah. So, but yeah, that's what, that's what we think for AL MVP. NL MVP though, right? So we have, we have Fernando, we have Bryce Fernando, Harper. Bryce Harper. Right. We have um, Max Muncy. Yeah. We have like, 
we have a lot of people for the NL who's like competing. I'm missing a big name. I I already know I am. You can look it up. I'm gonna throw one name. Juan Soto. Juan Soto. Juan Soto's had a great. I forgot about like he's he's finishing the year off like first half. Yes, All Star caliber. He's an All Star. After the All Star break, he showed up even more. Yeah. For a team that sucks so bad. Bad. Like it just sucks that like. Two pos two really big possible MVP candidates belong to such bad teams. Yeah. Right? Like that's the thing. Like if you're an Angels fan, all you're looking forward to this season is Shohei. Right. If you're a Nationals fan, all you're looking forward to this season is Juan Soto. Yeah. Right? So it's just like it's good like I talked about this before and I said it's good that the MLB is not like the NBA where it's like MVP is based on team success. And I don't think it should be. That's especially with the MLB. No. Where it's just like it should be based on stats because that's that's what we see and that's that's what's important for a lot of baseball people, like numbers, stats, right? Mm-hmm. And seeing how much Juan Soto has done, I wish I, I would pull up the stats right now, but time is up and we still have to talk about Cy Young. It's just like I think Juan Soto deserves to be MVP. He probably won't be, but tell me, who's your pick for NL MVP? It's it's super hard, but I'd probably pick Fernando. Like he's just the most exciting player in baseball, and you gotta give it to That's him. True. But sure. I, for Cy Young, that one's another tough one because I want to say there's um. Do you have names that we? Yeah, can I have out names there? for you. So for AL, we have Garrett Cole, Robbie Garrett Ray, Cole. and Lance Lynn. Right. right. So those, those are, are the, like those the are three. the three running. Mm-hmm. For the NL, we have. Uh, Max Scherzer, Corbin Burns, and Zach Wheeler. Right? So, yeah. I just think that from... Oh, I'm going to start, and I'm just going to say that for the NL, it has to be Max Scherzer, right? Like, Corbin Burns has done wonders this season, right? But for someone like... We have to... Like, th- it sucks that we have to take into account that Max Scherzer was traded, right? But... The fact that he was traded and he's doing this good still with the Dodgers is crazy. Yeah. He's accomplished so many things this season, this season alone, right? Like, did you see that immaculate inning? Like, that was crazy. And he almost and threw he, And he hit 300, three, he hit, like, a big milestone. I forgot was what it, it was. but third? I forget how many strikeouts. It, yeah, it was, it was a lot of strikeouts. So, I think that it's, it, what sucks is, like, during the beginning of the season, it was like, oh, no doubt, Jacob DeGrom. Right, that was like a thing. Even now, during the season, yeah. it was like no doubt. Jacob yeah, like no doubt Jacob Degrom and Jacob Degrom gets hurt. So now it's just like, like I feel like you have to pick the guy here who's, who's like, dominant on, on all the teams he's been in this season. Yeah, and Corbin Burns has been great, right? But Max Scherzer just edges him out a little bit. He's right? just been better. I would agree with Max Scherzer there. I think, I mean Walker Bueller was great, but like he kind of fell a little bit at the end and like any dodger pitcher or julio urias you could argue like he's and that's what i'm saying right julio urias walker bueller and max Scherzer, Scherzer. right and this is with clay on with 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 kershaw just like hurt the whole time and then that and then now he's back and then you have another great pitcher to add to your rotation so like if you're in a rotation like that and you're still considered the best pitcher like and by far you're the best yeah, pitcher. And that's that says crazy. a lot. Yeah. Um, for the AL Cy Young, I know everyone's saying Garrett Cole, but I'm gonna have to go Robbie Ray. And there's a and he just have he, he just has like the best ERA and to me that's like important, right? Mm-hmm. But Garrett Cole with the Yankees, there was like I remember 
having like a spot in time where he was like he was okay right yeah. he wasn't like he wasn't great all season mm-hmm. and i think robbie ray has been great all season mm-hmm. and i think that's we have to take that into account i would i would dis- respectfully disagree i think it will go to garrett cole i mean do i think he deserves it well yeah he's pitched really well but i think he will get it just because like a big reason why the yankees have been like winning games this year is i mean garrett cole is just pitching phenomenally and offensive like he his record i don't believe is that good but record doesn't matter because the yankees early in the season their offense was not very good but like his era his strikeouts and all the advanced stats they say like garrett cole has had a good season and because he is the definitive ace on the yankees i think you gotta give it to him okay so just to pull this up Right. Here are these stats. We're gonna pull up some stats. Okay. So Robbie Ray has pitched 188 innings okay. with 56 earned runs. Ooh, okay. Garrett Cole has pitched 175 innings fewer. Less. And has earned 60 runs. So okay. like I said, ERA is a big thing. Yeah. But also, Robbie Ray has started 31 games. Garrett Cole has started 29 games. Okay. So then that's even more ga- that's even more games started, which yeah. which makes sense for the Innings. For the for the innings makes sense. Robbie Ray has two hundred and forty four strikeouts. Garrett Cole has two hundred thirty seven strikeouts. Yeah. Right. Um. But the only thing that sets them apart is that Robbie Ray is thirteen and six with a two point six eight ERA. Garrett Cole is sixteen and eight with three point oh eight ERA. Yeah. So I think that that's gonna be such a close race where us disagreeing is just like pretty much gonna be everyone who's gonna vote on this. Yeah. Everyone's gonna be like. They're pretty much the same pitcher. Mm-hmm. They're pretty much like all their stats look similar. It's just like, what impact have they made on their team? And again, like as the season ends, maybe if if they're in the playoffs, maybe yeah, that's that's another factor right there. Yeah. All right. And that's it for the MLB. We're like we're running way over that. time, but the that's NBA awesome. now. There's there's not a lot to talk about the NBA, but. Training camp, they just start this week, and there's a lot to unpack. NBA is coming back, guys. It's, yeah. It's, we're almost there. I feel like we were just talking about the Bucks, like... I know, like two episodes we, ago. Yeah, it's like crazy. Wow, it's bad. I mean, we don't do the show very often, but... But... The NBA did not seem like it took that long of a break. Yeah, and it's right back. I mean, it ended in July, and we're not... We're in... Oh, we're still in September. September. And it's coming back, like... Yeah. Oof. All right, so the first topic for the NBA, like we said, training camp has started. But there are some, there's a lot going on in the NBA right now. There's not, not with like people playing. Mm-hmm. It's with people not playing. Oh. And this is because of the vaccine mandates that different cities have had, like San Francisco and New York. Meaning that a lot of players are going to start to voice out or are going to have to start to be required to voice out to see if they're able to play in these cities or not. Mm-hmm. A good example is Kyrie Irving, right? And he wasn't... let me just let me say this before you talk about it. I'm not surprised when I you told me like all the unvaccinated yeah. players. Like when you say Kyrie Irving, I was like, yeah, I, why but, am I not surprised yeah, that Kyrie Irving would yeah, not be so, vaccinated? So there's Kyrie Irving, right? Who's who wasn't at media day? He was taking questions. Over a Zoom, and, and then he went to, like, an Instagram Live to answer questions from his fans, which is, like, 
So weird. Kyrie Irving. Yeah, just... But since when has it been like since when since when was it that like politics would like impact the way athletes would go about the game? And we're gonna have to do two minutes. Hopefully not a controversial two minutes, but it's just like what do we expect from these athletes this season? Two minutes starting now. We're gonna start it now, but I'm gonna list off some names. Okay. okay. So there's Kyrie Irving. There's Andrew Wiggins, which has been a big talk. We're probably going to talk about that later. Yeah. Right? There is, uh, there's Bradley Beal, who said that, why do people who have the vaccine still get COVID? He said that. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's Devin Booker, who just said that he tested positive for COVID yesterday. And he said that he, w- he wouldn't say his vaccination status, which, of course, you know, means something. Mm-hmm. Um, and those are the four notable ones that I can think of. There's definitely, there's definitely more. Yeah. There's, de- there's definitely a lot more, but it's just like those four people are key players to their respective teams. And it's just like, what's going to happen if they can't play? What? Again, the season hasn't started yet. They haven't played games yet. There's still about a little less than a month before the season officially starts. And, like, well, preseason is going to start sooner than that. But I think most of these players, because only I looked at it, 10% of the league is unvaccinated Yeah, 10% of the league is unvaccinated. Most of those players, and I think the number will go down to only, like, 2 or 1% unvaccinated. Like, when they actually are forced to get the vaccine, they will. I think, personally. I don't think there's... See, that's the thing, though, right? Like, it's, it's such a controversial issue that, like, you cannot force anyone to do it. But and like the league but, can't. The only thing that like the league said that they will not require vaccinations for players. But the only thing the, the only reason why this is coming out is because Kyrie Irving plays for the Nets and New York says that they won't allow athletes to play on the courts if they're unvaccinated. Yeah. Andrew Wiggins plays for the Warriors and he can't play home games because San Francisco has the same thing. Right. So these are gonna come out throughout the season where it's just like, why aren't these players playing? Yeah. Right. So it's just like it's more of the league having to like probably do something about that. They like they said that they won't require vaccines, but they have to do something. And that they say it now, but I think that will change as time goes on. But I think for those players that are unvaccinated but are in those situations where they potentially won't be able to play games, I think because a lot of people right now they they'll say they won't get the vaccine. But when their lives start to be like truly affected because they're of the choice like that they made, Jason Tatum, right? Like yeah. I want to use Jason Tatum as an example because Jason Tatum got COVID, mm-hmm. right? And when he was playing for Team USA, he, he he was talking about how his lungs would never be the same. Yeah, right. And that's like some that's like an experience that you have to share with these other athletes, where it's just like, like I I understand why there are skeptics, and we're not here to talk about the vaccine. We're here to talk about the fact that. This is what the athletes do for a living, right? Like they had, they don't have any side hustles, except for maybe Kyrie Irving and the Flat Earthers. But it's just like, <laughs> it's just like they don't make money anything anywhere else. Where will it really come down to like another like controversy with the league and these unvaccinated players? Which that's the last thing you want to see as a sports fan. Yeah, because like you know how much it hurts. It hurt for all sports fans to see everything canceled because of COVID, right? And then now that it's, like, back, it's just, like, you saying that you don't want to be vaccinated is basically you saying 
I don't even care that the league was shut down for that long. And you don't care about like your team. That's what, and that's what I'm saying. If if you are put in a position where like your choice is going to affect your team, like that's when your teammates and your owners and the your coaches are like, do you really care about basketball? You care yeah. about any sport that you play. Yeah. All right. So stay on that topic. We're gonna move on to the Warriors because like we like we always talk about the A's, we're always gonna talk, always gonna about, talk the about the Warriors. So Andrew Wiggins belongs to the Warriors. He's yeah. always been the projected starting uh starting small forward for the team. And with now him not being able to play home games. Right. So let me let me emphasize that. Potentially not being able to play home games. Half of the season. That's half of the season. I can't imagine they would move through with that where you only can use one of your star players half of the season. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, there's a whole system behind the offense and the defense that you have to, like, stick with. And if you only have that player for half the games, that's tough. That is very tough. So, we're going to talk about that, and we're going to talk about the rest of what the Warriors have done. Two minutes starting now. So... We're, okay, so building up on that, the Warriors added people like Avery Bradley, Otto Porter. We already talked about Otto Porter. Like, they, they're adding more and more key pieces that you're like, okay, cool, right? But then we go back to, to saying we have a team that everyone was, like, talking about. Like, Steph, Clay, Wiggins, Draymond, Wiseman, yeah. right? Like, 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 that's the lineup, right? But then, now Wiggins is not looking like he's going to be part of that. Like, for, for now, it's not looking like he's in that lineup for at least half the game. Mm-hmm. So, Tommy, like, what are we thinking? Because I don't even know what to say. I don't know either. Because, like, going into this season, I was like, the Warriors look loaded. Like, they look like they're going to be a real contender. And with the whole Wiggins, like, this being brought up, Wiggins was a key piece last year, and they made a bunch of additions. And I think it's going to come down to a point where Wiggins just doesn't play, like un- until he's vaccinated. Like I think he's just not going to be in the rotation. I think they're going to stick with guys because they got Iguodala, they got Otto Porter, yeah. they got Belitza, they got Avery, Avery Bradley. Bradley. They have enough wings to like fill Wiggins' role, and Wiggins' skill set really isn't. Like, that unique, and he isn't that big star player that you're like, oh, my goodness, we're going to lose him. He's, with the Warriors, he's kind of been, like, a role he's player. Been, he's been a role player with the Warriors. Yes. I don't think that, like, like seeing him on another team would make me, like, okay, well, he can do good there. Yeah. Right? It's, it's like, it just sucks as a Warriors fan to just, especially living in, like, an area like San Francisco. Like, we're just, like, someone on our team probably won't play those games, right? Which is tough because it's like, like I said earlier, there, there was always this, like, perception of this is what the Warriors are going to be this season. Mm-hmm. And um, I know the two minutes are up. Now we're going to – I'm just going to talk about how Clay Thompson probably won't back, be back till Christmas. James Wiseman probably won't be back till like, Christmas either. So that's already, like, two months into the season that you don't have Wiggins, you don't have Clay, you don't have Wiseman. And that's, like, an important two months to start the yeah. season because that's, like, 
the two months where you build your team chemistry, and that's the two months where you're like, are we actually going to contend or not, mm-hmm. right? That's, that's like, a big problem, actually. Well, it will give more minutes to guys like Kaminga, Moody, and True. Poole, Juan Toscano-Anderson. Like, those guys are going to – those young guys are going to earn their role on this team if Wiggins, like, doesn't play. Like, they'll earn that role, and I think th- – I think the Warriors will be fine if they trade Wiggins or if he just doesn't play this year. They have enough players, and they have Steph Curry. It's like, they'll be fine. All right, now we're going to move on to another. So, we were like like we said, we always talk about the A's. We, talk, we always talk about the Warriors. What else in the NBA world could we possibly always talk about in every two-minute warning episode ever? Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons. <laughs> the saga is not over. He's still in Philly. It continues. Quotes, right? He's still he's still there. And while this is going on in the NBA, we have to keep talking about it because new things keep arising. Oh, yeah. And it's just like every time we don't talk about Ben Simmons, something happens. Yeah. It's like something new happens. So now we're going to do two minutes on Ben Simmons. Yeah. Uh, yay. Here like, we go. You, know, you guys know how excited I am about this. Here segment. we go. Two minutes starting now. All right. <gasps> I heard that his preferred destination is the Lakers. I just want to point this out. <laughs> there, okay, he said his preferred destination is the Lakers, and I bet LeBron looked at that and said, "What the heck? Like, why are we gonna? What? We can't trade for you, Ben. Like, we're we're not giving up Westbrook for you. We're not giving up AD for ben. you." Ben, <laughs> he said, "Oh, I want to go to the Lakers." Yeah, I think every player in the NBA wants to go to the Lakers. Like, if they said, "What team would you want to go to?" Of the Lakers or the, the Nets. The craziest thing about this, for me, is that we haven't heard a word from Ben Simmons. No! And not a single not a interview. Single word. Not a It's all, like, reports from different, different journalists. It's all different reports of words that Ben Simmons said, but he can't say to a camera, or he can't say to an ESPN interview. No. All I've seen from Ben Simmons this offseason is... Is the video of him working out and shooting that like lame jump shot in, in, <laughs> in the gym, and Joel Embiid actually made a comment about that. It, like they asked him, like, "What do you want to see from Ben Simmons? What different thing do you want to see from Ben Simmons this season?" And he said, "We've all seen the videos. I want that." <laughs> and I'm like, "Doesn't everyone just want that?" God. But when we get to the season, you're not gonna see that. And I'm gonna keep, I'm gonna keep ranting about Ben Simmons every time we br- bring up the segment because like. I hate that, like, it's like, there was, like, this small part of me that was convincing myself. I was like, what if what if Ben Simmons was with the Warriors, right? And mm-hmm. I'm over here, like, that is a possibility that I'm, like, not super against anymore. But I'm like, this man needs to learn. He needs to learn from someone like Steph, maybe. Someone like Clay, maybe. Where it's just like, you need to learn to work on your confidence. And that's the main thing about Ben Simmons. Yeah. And, like, like I was talking earlier, he can't even do an interview. He can't even say these words out loud. That's another thing with confidence. It's because he knows people don't like him. Yeah. Right? If you keep going with that path, if you keep knowing, like, you know what? I can't say anything because people are going to twist it. People are going to think this. People are going to think that. It's just, like, when are you going to grow a pair to say what you want to say, right? Like, when are you going to grow a pair to shoot what you want to shoot, right? It's just, like... That's the whole reason why you're getting hated on, Ben. Like, I want to understand why you're doing this. I want to understand why, like, Doc Rivers, Joel Embiid, the whole Philly organization has said, we'll take Ben back, and you're just closing them out. There's a whole reason why you're doing that. 
It's because you're scared. Yeah. It's because you're a wuss, Ben Simmons. <laughs> right? Like, it had to be said. Like, you can't keep doing this. Like, even Shaq was like, Ben, you can't keep doing this. Even Chuck was like, Ben, you can't keep doing this. And now even Theo is like, Ben, you can't keep doing this, bro. Like, it's... We can't keep talking about you every episode and just just saying the same things like, where is he going to go? Where is he going to go? Like, go somewhere where you think that you can improve your game because you still won rookie of the year. Like, you still have talent. It's no, just he like, definitely has the talent. It's just like, we need to see it. And why California? Like, why go to the yeah, Clippers, like, Lakers, or the Warriors where, like, the spotlight is going to be even brighter on you? That's so true. Why not go, like... The Kings were trying to get a package for Ben Simmons. I think that's actually not a bad option. Like, go to a smaller market team. All right. Well, guys, we're back. Like always on Two Minute Warning, we have one of these every episode. Maybe not at last episode. Last episode was actually... I don't think we did. Because it was on Zoom. Yeah. <laughs> we have to use yeah, my camera. We do this all the time. Um, but, yeah, we're, good. we're almost done. We were talking about uh, Ben Simmons and whatever. But now we're going to move on to our last topic. Um which is like kind of a blend of NBA and NFL, and NFL because you've been seeing the the Peyton Manning and Eli Manning like broadcast like you've you've been seeing like the clips from that yeah. like those are pretty cool and I think that that's like a very cool thing that ESPN has decided to do and now they had LeBron James as a guest from their last they got some crazy guests they got some crazy guests they had Pat McAfee that was yeah funny. um but yeah so. I want to talk about what LeBron specifically said there, which the sports world has been talking about nonstop. And I was like, okay, guys, like, there's, like a, there's like a point where we should like stop talking about this because it's just like getting old. Because mm-hmm. it's been a topic for a while that LeBron James could have been a football player. He played football in high school, right? Yeah. Like we know that. He went straight from high school to NBA. But he, played, he also played football in high school. Yeah. And he said that Jerry Jones... And Pete Carroll offered him a contract during the 2011 NBA lockout. And now everyone's, like, saying, LeBron could have been a football player. He could have been on the Cowboys. LeBron could have been a tight end. And then even Peyton said, I could have thrown you so many touchdown passes, right? So we're going to do two minutes right now and just talk about LeBron's football journey. So How good would yeah. LeBron have been Two minutes starting player. now. Go. Okay. LeBron... And would, by the way, he said his position would have been tight end, which I'm like, that's perfect for he LeBron. He clearly would have been a tight yeah, end. Yeah, that's like perfect for LeBron. I mean, 6'9", 280 pounds, like he would have been a beast at yeah. tight end. I think, again, LeBron is one of the greatest athletes the the world has ever seen. Like, just looking at him, you're just like, he is one of the, like mm-hmm. a perfect athlete. Like, he's just a machine. Mm-hmm. So, but I think... And, it would be hard for him to, like, if he actually signed a contract during the lockout and played football, I think it would have been hard for him. I don't think he would have gone back to the NBA. You think he would have stayed in the NFL? I think he would have He would have tried it out. It wouldn't Maybe. have really worked, and he would have went back to the NBA. I don't know, but... I, I, it's hard to say if he... But maybe in high school, what if he just chose football? That's what I'm saying. Would LeBron be like this well-known athlete or would he just been a has-been if he chose football and that's the the whole reason why everyone's like what if lebron was this because lebron's already this this big name in basketball right Mm -hmm. like you said what if he just went what if he just chose to go the football route there's a reason like everyone knows there's a reason why people don't go the football route except for kyler murray 
Um, well, Kyler Murray's decision was money because ba- yeah. baseball versus being a starting quarterback in the NFL, like yeah, that was so it's just like decision. but like the reason why people choose against football is like all the injuries, all like you know it's just the like uncertainty a, of yeah. getting money. Yeah, so that's that's the thing with football, right? And I think LeBron made the right decision by going into the NBA, but people are right to wonder what if because like. I could see LeBron just, like, stiff-arming some guy to the ground. And, like, it's like he, he would play like George Kittle. That's, like, that's yeah. my comparison. I would love or to, Gronk. like, have a guy like LeBron on my fantasy team. That's what I'm saying. End. That's what I'm saying. It would be so easy. It's just, like, all show. You'd be good, yeah. It's just, like, all show, no, like, I don't know. It's just, like, I don't even think LeBron's, like, the type of tight end to even care about blocking. Like, he like he'll play like a tight end, but he won't. He won't like focus on blocking. He'll focus more on the receiving part. Okay, yeah, right. I think he could block, but I don't think he'd be as skilled of blocker yeah. as people think he would be. But I don't know. Maybe he would be. But I mean, his flopping nature. What if like he goes for a block and then he's like, hey, that's foul. What that's what I'm saying. So the. <laughs> okay, so then my question for you is: since both Jerry Jones and Pete Carroll offered him a contract. Where would you rather rather see LeBron, Cowboys or Seahawks? In in that 2011, because that's around the time it was, or 2012, the Cowboys weren't that good. But I would have, because if he was with the Seahawks and he stayed with the Seahawks, he would have been there for like their dynastic run with the Legion of Boom. And he would have been. That would have been so He would have had young Russell Wilson as a quarterback. The Seahawks would be unstoppable if they had a guy like LeBron James at tight end. Pete Carroll's a genius, man. I don't that, like, I don't care what people say about him. He's a genius. There's a reason why he offered LeBron James a contract. Yeah. He said, you know what, LeBron, if you ever want to not play basketball, come play football for yeah. the Seahawks. Exactly. All right, and that's been the two minutes right there, and I think that's our last topic of the day. And so... Um, we're going to try to get back to you guys next week. Just, like, have a short little episode before the wild card series, before the MLB Before the playoffs. MLB playoffs, I think we should um, Yeah, so it's, like, thanks for watching. Oh, we're also going to talk about, like, the NFL again because something's always happening with the NFL. Something's That's always why happening. the NFL season is so great. Exactly. So, yeah, thanks again for watching. Uh, thanks for listening. If you're listening on uh, Spotify or, or Apple, wherever you get your podcast, whatever, yeah. yeah. Um. What what was I? Oh yeah, make sure to follow us on Instagram at two minute underscore warning. I think yes. Be sure to follow us on TikTok. We're gonna start posting more on our TikTok. That's right. Also, two minute underscore warning. I think it's the same. Yeah. Okay. I don't even know our social media handles. Um. But yeah. So we're gonna start posting on those. Yes. Um. Be sure to drop a like. Be sure to do all that fun stuff, and we'll see you guys in the next one. Thanks for watching 2-Minute Warning. I'm Theo. I'm Tommy. Peace out, y'all. Peace out.